Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. It's time to BS. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 198 of Time to BS with yours truly. Daniel Smooth. I'm coming to you from the beaches of Long Island, New York. And just three days ago, as of recording this, I was in Brooklyn. Why? For a freaking Jonas Brothers concert. So, lads, word of advice. If you want your girlfriend or significant other to love you for God knows how long, Please get her in, into her interest, and she will get into yours. There's a compromise for everything. So, my lovely, lovely girlfriend decides, hey, I'm going to drag this guy to Brooklyn with me for a four-hour concert. That is probably the only thing I can complain about about the concert. Was that the fact it was four hours? But other than that, good show. You know, honestly, I really didn't think I would get into their music, but it's not that I would listen to it all the time. I think it's still kind of good. Again, I wouldn't listen to it all the damn time. But it's better than, you know, half the shit that's on the radio. No, seriously, it's a, it's a it was a really good show. It really was. I was blown away by how loud Barclays Center could get for a non-sporting event or wrestling event. And the jumbotron not being centered didn't even didn't even matter cuz it was elevated. So that was nice, but I really can't complain about it. I mean, the the train ride sucked. Anytime you have to go from Ronkonkoma to Penn Station, it is a nightmare for if it's when whenever it's like there's a hockey game on or a basketball game or baseball, like any kind of sporting event, wrestling included, or a concert. It is a fucking nightmare. So, for about an hour each way, so two hours on the train, we had to listen to gossip about, my man does this, or my man does that, I don't like it when he does this, and at the same point, I want to lose my effing mind, because I just want to go home with my cat, or to my cat, just drink a shot 
of whiskey or gin or whatever, and then go to fuck to bed. I don't have to listen to your bullshit about how your man doesn't do what I want him to do. Because we're dudes. I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes. Have you not seen Good Burger? But I digress. Good show. Really can't complain. Really can't. So, we got some stuff that we're going to talk about, and then for whatever we don't get to today, we'll get to it on uh, the Sports Cave in a couple days' time. Um, But uh, Jared from the Corner Booth Podcast is going to join me for the 10th edition of the Sports Cave. We're going to try and do this every Thursday. Uh, record this every Thursday and post it by Friday. So that way it'll be, uh, it'll be out and about, you know what I'm saying? Just, uh, it's out and about, you know? But, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, gather our thoughts real quick, and then be right back, you know? We'll, 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 be, we'll be back, we'll be back. My name is Daniel Smooth, and this is Time to Be Us. We'll be right back, guys. You guys like spicy chicken? How about chicken sandwiches? Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth here from Time to BS. And I want to shout out our newest friends of the show at Long Island Zone, Hot Chicken Mama. Born from Nashville, Tennessee and coming over to the island. These spicy chicken sandwiches be sure to satisfy your palate with these amazing flavors and juicy taste. Just listen to this, just listen to this menu, shall you? Chicken and waffles with hot honey maple syrup and hot butter. A bomb chicken sandwich that says titled The Sandwich. It doesn't need no fancy-ass name. And the snack wrap with a spicy hot honey ranch dressing. That sounds great. So what's holding you up? Head on down to Blue Point, New York, where Hot Chicken Mama will have your cravings taken care of. It's time to BS. different reasons but one of those reasons happens to be the new york islanders where's that button wrong button there's that delightful button we know and love yes so the new york islanders are rolling people wrong button we like buttons Buttons are great. Buttons make me happy. So, yesterday, as we're recording this, the New York Islanders pulled off a miraculous 
four to three overtime win over the Maple Leafs. Um, I don't know how they're doing it. They're currently second in the Metro with thirty three points. I don't know how they're doing it. This is a team that many people thought were going to fire the head coach, fire the GM, trade everyone, blah de blah de blah de blah blah blah. Look where they are now, assholes. Suck it. We like that shit. So, yeah, Matt Barzell, Noah Dobson, and Bo Horvat are becoming point-per-game players, pretty much. And it's nice to see. Dobson's having a fucking amazing year. Barzell literally had three assists last game against Toronto. He's playing out of his mind. Bo Horvat. You still hate that? Do you still hate that trade yet? I love it. But this is um this is without talking about some stuff that uh needs to be said. Former captain of the Islanders John Tavares scored his 1000th point against the Islanders. By the way, in UBS Arena, it, you know, um it's been six years, and uh, some some sins can't be forgiven. And there are fans out there, particularly in Toronto land, in particularly guys like Paul Bissonnette, who's saying, like, guys, just get over it. It's been six years. Like, first of all, first of all, I know it's two different situations, but this is this was very Kevin Durant like f- leaving Oklahoma City for Golden State. Two different situations, of course, because but uh, because Kevin Durant ended up leaving the team that beat him and win two championships with that same team. So Tavares and the Maple Leafs have only won a single playoff series in six years. I digress, but I think the question here is why do Islander fans still hate Tavares? I have personally moved on from the rage part. I cherished those memories, the nine years he spent with the Islanders, being drafted first overall in 2009, you know, winning the first playoff series in 23 years, uh, which... Watching that series over again, you could argue that game, this series should, should have been to seven. But I digress. Um, I remember where I was when Tavares signed with the Leafs. And deep down, a lot of us thought it was, it was coming. But I remember where I was. I was in a supermarket. And I got the news. And damn near dropped to my knees. Because understand where we come from as the new generation of Islander fans. This was all we had. Tavares is all we had. I know Barzell won the Calder Trophy That's that year, but that was all we had. We didn't have anyone else. We had John Tavares, Kyle DePoso, and then a the few dudes. Like Travis Hamanick, good defenseman, but still. You know... 
That's all we had. That was our guy. And he said all the right things like, oh, I, I, I can't see myself playing anywhere else. It's like people still ask, like, are you still mad to various? I'm, I'm, we're mad at how he left. It's not that he left. It's how he did it. And I know that hockey players are basically robots when they talk and say, oh, yeah, I w- couldn't see myself playing anywhere else, blah, 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 blah. I see myself winning cups here, blah, 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 blah. You said all the right things. But then it's how you left. Um, so if you're surprised still that the Islander fans that boo Tavares whenever he touches the puck are still around, there's a very good reason why. I want you to picture Kevin Durant. I want you to picture your favorite player growing up. Your favorite player on your favorite hockey team growing up decides to leave and go to a hated rival. Now, granted, it was it was Tavares' hometown in Toronto, home team in this case. Um, but still, every now and then it still bugs me. And I don't think it's going to... If he somehow comes back, which I don't think he will, to the Islanders, I, I, I think a lot of those sins would be forgiven. But still. It still hurts from time to time. And there's a very good reason why they should still boo. Because we had a great team without you. And we will still have a great team without you. Suck it, bitch. Um, but yeah, the Islanders are rolling. Let's keep rolling out some wins. Let's keep getting some points. Let's fucking do this shit. Because uh, we're the Islanders are six points behind the Rangers. Let's kick some ass. Uh, my name is Daniel Smooth. This is Time to BS. We'll be right back. can't look this good talking some BS without a great haircut. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth here from Time to BS, and I want to talk to you guys about our newest friends of the show, Hardway Barbershop, located in the hidden gem of Long Island in Blue Point, New York. Hardway Barbershop will be sure to give you a nice clean cut and beard trim for all your stylish needs, and for some sweet prices too. So what are you waiting for? Book your next haircut appointment at Hardway Barbershop today. It's time to BS.
we'll talk about this more on the sports cave, but I feel like this needs to be said. Not just Pete Carroll. Everyone. Clint Hurt. Shane Waldron. Uh, Larry Izzo. Jamal Adams. Quandre Diggs. You can make a very good argument. Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Um, it all starts at the top. And John Schneider's not out of this either. A complete house cleaning has to happen. Um, and I know this is a four straight or four game losing streak, but San Francisco is infinitely better than you. The Rams, despite having the same record you do are better than you sooner or later. The Cardinals are going to be better than you too. Philadelphia, Dallas, uh, Detroit, Green Bay, they might be better. I think Seahawk fans that live through Mike Holmgren, live through Jim Moore, live through pre-Mike Holmgren, will remember, will we'll honestly understand. I lived through Holmgren and, and Jim Mora. But and Pete Carroll, of course, but the one thing that always keeps bothering me about this entire the last few years even has been the offense is hit or miss and the defense is terrible. You are a defensive coach. This is your MO defense. Why is it that your defense stinks? Okay, Jamal Adams. I mean, let, let's just let's send him to the moon. Send him to the moon where he at least can learn how to cover someone. Because good God, Quandre Diggs. What happened to him? What happened to Quandre Diggs? I think overall, I, there's a bunch of players that they have that are really that it, you can build around. Starting with the offense, I Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet, and we'll see McIntosh, Kenny McIntosh, the third running back soon. Metcalf, Lockett, Smith, and Jigba, obviously. Jake Bobo, the tight ends of Disley, Parkinson, and Fant. The offensive line as a whole you can build around. Uh, defensively, Draymond Jones, Jaron Reed, Leonard Williams, Mike Morris, Cam Young, Miles Adams, um... Brian Monet, whenever he comes back. Um, Mafe, Boy Mafe, Yuchenna Nawusu, Bobby Wagner, and Jordan Brooks, if those two decide to come back to this team, or if Bobby decides to retire, who knows. Tariq Wollen, Devin Witherspoon, Trey Brown, Mike Jackson, Kobe Bryant. I mean, they got good corner depth. Two of the highest paid defensive players on your team. Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs have done nothing. They have done virtually nothing. And Pete Carroll, I, it's time. Whether it's this season or during the whether it's this offseason coming up, 
I, I don't know if they have a choice. They need to do something. Um, this could be a personnel problem. This could be a lot of things. But one thing that has been scary consistent about this team is that the defense is terrible. Uh, the offense is inconsistent. And they're not they're losing games that they should not be losing. San Francisco runs circles around you in five straight games now. Circles. And you still can't stop them. Even with all the talent that you have, you still can't stop them. Why? Because you're being outcoached. And I think we can... This needs to be asked. How do people still keep defending Pete Carroll? Why do people in the Seahawks fan base or in the Seattle media or in sports media as a whole still keep defending this man? I don't know. It's one of the it's one of the great mysteries of my life. Pete Carroll has won one playoff game. One since twenty seventeen. One playoff game. Um, they have not made it to the NFC Championship game since 2014. Since their NFC Championship, since the Super Bowl loss in 2014 to the Patriots, I think they have won three playoff games. Three. The Vikings playoff win, which they should have lost. Uh, the following year. They beat Detroit, then they got shellacked by Atlanta. And then they beat Philadelphia with a Carson Wentz-less team and Josh McCown as their quarterback. They have weirdly they have weird luck. Weird. And the playoff losses that they had have been brutal. Carolina, this should have lost by 40. But Russell Wilson bullshit magic decided to happen. It's just, it bothers me so much that this team continuously does nothing with all the talent that they had. And as much as I want to defend Russ and feel like, oh, Russ wasn't the problem, you know, Russ may have been the, partially the problem, but you can't defend Pete or, or Russ and either or. I think overall... Change is a good thing. And after 14 years, it's it's more than time. I think probably since the first, the second Falcons playoff loss in 2016, which was like, I'm done. I I can't. They're, they're going to go downhill fast if they don't do something. And it's kind of right. I hate being right about this, but there's, there's no better way to say it. They need to make wholesale changes from top to bottom. I mean, people are labeling Brock Purdy as the MVP of the league when he's not even the best player in his own team. Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Fred Warner, they all exist. All of them exist. And Brock Purdy is still being the fa- labeled as the favorite to win MVP. That is ridiculous to me. 
That is just flat out ridiculous. Okay, if you're on an offense that made Brian Hoyer look competent on two different occasions, you need to shut up. Just shut up. Okay? People just want to make a big story about Brock Purdy. Okay? You put Sam Dartled in that offense. He throws for 5,000 yards. Okay? Suck it. Just seriously. Just enough. I don't want to be all piss on the party kind of guy. But this is the, the Pete Carroll firing is long overdue at this point. There's no better way to say it. They need to clean house. Just John Schneider, Pete Carroll, Clint Hurt, uh, Shane Waldron, Larry Izzo, all of them go. Just go. Start from the bottom. Start from the ground up. Square one. They won't do it because they want to protect the integrity of the team or the history of the team. Look at the Patriots right now. I mean, Belichick's going to retire, probably, I would hope. But what about Carroll? People are not screaming from the top of Mount Rainier that Carroll's the problem. Fire Pete. Some of Seahawks Twitter is, but guys like Mike Salk will defend Pete Carroll until the end of time. I don't get it. I I just, I, I can't understand it with my own two eyes or with my just pea brain. But I don't know, I've ranted on this for 10 minutes. We're going to take a quick break. My name is Stanley Smooth, and this is Time to BS. We'll be right back, guys. What's up, everyone? Daniel Smooth here. I want to show you guys a cool thing we're doing. This podcast is sponsored by Canada Dips, the newest lineup to the dip game, but in CBD form. The Canada Dips lineup features products made for every man's lifestyle. All tins are proudly crafted from the hills of Humboldt County in California. It's filled with flavor and will give you that good vibe that CBD brings to the room. So what are you waiting for? Use the promo code BELLYUP20 in all caps at CanadaDips.com for 20% off your next order. That's bellyup20 at candidips.com. It's time to BS. Tani signed for 10 years and $700 million. Now, if you actually do the math, that's $70 million per year. But if you actually do the uh, 
like research on the contract from 2024 to 2033, he's getting paid two million per year. Then from 2034 to 2043, he's getting paid 68 million per year. Fucking brilliant. Effing brilliant. But I I will get into more detail on this in the sports game, but I will settle this by saying this. Artie Moreno needs to sell the Angels like now. Um couple more thoughts before I close up shop for the day, but um, I don't understand how people think AEW is better than WWE. I mean, the talent probably sure is better, and the wrestling might be better, but it's whatever. Like, you, you had a hard time bringing in 2,000 people, it seems like, into your arenas. It's terrible, but... I, I won't dig too far down because I'm just sick of bashing the pinata. I'm just so sick of it. I just want wrestling to be good. I want wrestling fans to get along, just enjoy the product, how it's presented to them. But they won't. They won't. It's been this way since WCW and WWF. If you want to go back even further, the NWA and WWF in the 80s. Um... So I want to get into some uh, closing thoughts here and before we close up shop. And I see a lot of relationships ending for different reasons. Um, and it, it drives me nuts sometimes, but, you know, it's not my call. or, or not. I'm, I'm, it's out of my control, and obviously I really don't give a shit. Uh, you, you do you, dog. You, you do you, ladies. You do you guys. Just do whatever the hell you want. But, um, and a lot of... I did some little research in a, about a majority of these relationships and because of lack of communication, lack of intimacy. And the fact of, like... A lot of guys just are unloyal. A lot of girls are unloyal. And it's... It stinks. And... The lack of intimacy part, that's easy. Just quit porn. Just quit porn. Um, Understand that, hey, this is your woman or this is your man's. You know? Focus on that person. You know? That is the person that gets you going and shit. That sound is going to be used a fuck ton in this segment. Um... And it's like, communication. Just be like, hey, babe, I really don't just... I don't feel like doing anything tonight. Can we just... Can we stay home? If your lady is like, yeah, sure. After you both said, hey, we should go out tonight or whatever. Like, communicate. Hey, what's wrong? I don't feel like talking. Well, that's on you then. That's on you. Hey, baby, what's wrong? Oh, you know, just work stunk and... All that, and I know, I know, us guys have a really hard time getting shit off of our chest because we're we're raised to just suck it up, be a man. But even myself, I'm starting to like unlearn those habits and learn more and more that hey, it's okay to talk about your feelings. It's okay to communicate when something's wrong. I said it earlier in the show that. Uh, 
another thing. Earlier in the show, I said get into your your significant other's interests. You know, my girlfriend, I got her into Star Wars. She's like Star Wars. She got me into a Jonas Brothers concert. I guess that's a compromise. But hey, it works. Because in the end, you're forging that bond. You're building a bond between the two of you. It's like, have each other be your best friend. You know? Just do that shit. But apparently, it's too fucking difficult. People just want to fucking go home. I mean, I'm old school in this regard. I've listened to too much Patrice O'Neill. I've listened to way too many, like... Dating coaches, I oh, this is embarrassing to talk about, but whatever. Yeah, I listen to a lot of dating coaches. A lot of them. But then, I think the best advice that I can give for, you know, people that are struggling with dating is just, just be you. Be the best version of you that you can be. Stop trying so fucking hard to be someone else that you're not. And if it gets you somewhere, great. But... Be the best version of you that you can possibly be. There's nothing more attractive to someone than that person being the best version of them that they can be. You know what I mean? That kind of just rolled off my tongue. But us as people, not just guys, not just ladies, all of us need to stop trying to be so different you know we're different yeah but in the end we're all under the same umbrella we all bleed the same blood we're all alike some things just make us tick differently but i think what i'm trying to say is yeah we're we're all in the same but some some of our interests or things that make us tick are different but be just be you be you stop trying to be someone else i don't know i feel like i could i feel like i get pretty decent advice uh but anyway that'll do it for us here on episode 198 of time to bs with daniel smooth be sure to follow the show on twitter instagram and threads at time to bs podcast uh, don't forget to follow me at Daniel Smooth on those three platforms I just mentioned. Also on TikTok or whatever the hell you decide to do or shit. Um, I'm coming to you from the beaches of lovely Long Island, New York. My name is Daniel Smooth. This has been Time to BS. And I will see you in this life or especially the next one. Peace.